Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is Tuesday, January 9, 2024. Hope you're all doing well. As always, thank you for tuning in and checking out my podcast on several platforms including Zencaster, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podvine, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and many more. I appreciate the love and care for all you guys listening in to me every single time. Um, in today's episode, want to kind of get dive into some of the uh, head-to-head quarterback matchups we'll see in Super Bowl card weekend and what to expect from these quarterbacks. Um, I'll give you who I have as the... You know, who I will give the edge to in the quarterback the quarterback matchup as we get ready for the NFL postseason to begin um, on Saturday. And I will have my full game uh, breakdowns of each game as well. I hope to do that soon uh, coming up here. So let's dive right into it. I'm going to start with the um, AFC side of things. Um, obviously, there's several uh, interesting matchups uh, in terms of what to expect and um, gotta say, you know, you got a situation where look at all the AFC quarterbacks that are 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 there, right? And I'm obviously going to exclude uh, the number one seed uh, teams and the quarterbacks. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy. Um, they obviously don't have that matchup right now, but they will have soon enough. Um, but let's get to the Houston Texans um, quarterback CJ Stroud and Joe Flacco. Uh, obviously, the Cleveland Browns, Joe Flacco, former Super Bowl winning champion, um, someone who's been in the postseason quite a bit. And look, this is a very unique matchup, right, uh, uh, of quarterbacks, right? And the first time these teams met earlier, um, you know, we didn't see this head-to-head action, and now we will. If you look at Stroud on one side, right? He's the young, I guess, pop or, you know, young person in there, right, going against a, a quarterback, Joe Flacco, who has several experiences in the playoffs, right, he's been in a lot of games, and, you know, he's had some of his best football in his career late in the postseason, so look at this matchup between Stroud and Joe Flacco, and Mercedes Stroud, what he has going for him, obviously, is that you know, he's had a, a really unique and successful rookie season, where he's been pretty solid for the most part and you look at the circumstances the adversity that uh, Stroud has battled throughout this season I mean he's really impressed he's really shown the ability to be a leader and he said a lot of good things throughout the season and he makes a difference and the Texans have him on the field they're a much different team they play with more explosiveness and they won some key games this season that were, you know, were unexpected right beating the Cincinnati Bengals was one of them, right? And then you just look at some of the other games that they won this year. Uh, they just really competed well. And he obviously showed a lot of growth and maturity throughout this season, building some good rapport with, the, with his players all, all around. And uh, he can definitely fling that football. And no doubt he has a tough matchup against his Cleveland Browns defense that is in the top two or top three in pass defense. Uh, they make it very difficult on the outside. And so, uh, you can see this Stroud. Uh, one thing he does do is that he does keep, he does do a good job, mostly, of taking care of the football. And if he's able to play a clean game like he played last week, he's able to find some ways to 
you know, take advantage of the early situations. You know, the best thing for, for CJ Stroud, if he wants to have a success in this game, he's got to get, to get off to a fast start. Get off to a fast start and hope this defense of his takes care of it. But I look at Stroud against this Browns defense. They do rush the quarterback pretty well. And they do have a good job. They do play good enough defense to take away the deep ball at times. So Stroud's going to have a tough matchup because Cleveland's going to present a lot of different looks on defense. And their outside corners are really solid in terms of being able to stay stay with you know with these wide receivers. So they will make it tough for Stroud. And the key thing to watch with Stroud is this is the first playoff game at home. And we've seen several Texan quarterbacks have you know home playoff game. And some of them just haven't always worked out. And so Stroud is going up against quite a bit of history here because the Texans have been in this spot quite a bit. And they've won, I think, maybe once or twice possibly at home in the playoffs. But this is an entirely different team. And Cleveland obviously has a defense that's well-rested, that has some corners that will definitely uh, challenge and take away that deep ball coverage a little bit here and there. And so... Stroud's going to have a tough time in this in this matchup, but if he plays up to his par, um, maybe they'll surprise and be able to really fling it quite a bit. It can kind of wear down this Browns defense. And you have Joe Flacco on the other hand, obviously Super Bowl champion. He's played on a lot of several different teams obviously, since the Raven days. And Joe Flacco obviously was sitting on his couch you know, less than a month or two ago, and the Browns obviously... Uh, Gabe McCall, and he has stepped into a situation where the Browns have had a lot of turnover at quarterback, had a lot of injuries, obviously, their offense. But Joe Flacco has stepped up, and he's played extremely well. You know, he's gotten the ball, the ball to Amari Cooper, David Njoku. Um, he's made a lot of good plays. Now, for Joe Flacco's play style, he does turn the ball over sometimes at, at times, but Joe Flacco's got experience. All right? He's played on the road, played at home. Um, he's someone who has seen a lot of defenses, a lot of different coverages. And for him, the main thing is that you just want to see him continue to be efficient um, and let, you know, his playmakers around him kind of take care of everything else. And I think that's going to be the key for Joe Flacco is that, you know, he's looking, he has the arm still, talent to really stretch a defense. And so D'Amico Ryans and his defense have, have a tough job ahead of them because they're only – advantage they have is that their defense can get after the passer a little bit. They can take away a couple of things, you know, in terms of the, the personnel of things. So, for Joe Flacco, I mean, it's all about, you know, can you find success early? You know, can you get off to a good lead? Can you get off to a good point in the end zone? Can you convert those opportunities into touchdowns, right? And Joe Flacco, you look at what he's kind of done, and you know, he's kind of executed this Kevin Stefanski offense as well as anyone has had in recent memory. And so the key thing for him is that if he keeps on finding ways to move the chains and give, give this Browns team a chance to be in the game, they will have a, a big shot. And so, I mean, you look at how Joe Flacco is. He's not obviously a very mobile quarterback. At times, he can get out of the pocket. And obviously, when it comes to the, you know, elusiveness in the pocket, the mobility, obviously Stroud has that. And Stroud may have to use that in this game, potentially, if the Browns are really good in the back end. For Joe Flacco, the main thing for him is you've got to be able to get, you know, get the ball off. You've got to make things happen quick. And I think that the short passing game, the intermediate passing game, he's executed pretty well for the most part. And that's going to be a key thing to watch, I think, uh, in terms of how the Browns do, uh, you know, implement that in this game.
Now, when I look at it, I mean, who has the head-to-head uh, advantage in this matchup? I'm going to go ahead and say that um, I'm going to give Joe Flacco the edge. Now, I'm giving Joe Flacco the edge, not because I think that Joe Flacco will single-handedly win the game for the Cleveland Browns, but in terms of like both teams and how they're constructed, the Texans are going to need a lot more um, from their defense, and they're going to be able to win, right? And they're going to need some things from, from their special teams as well as their, you know, things. So I, I say Joe Flacco has the advantage in this head-to-head matchup because, one, Joe Flacco has seen a lot of dramatic type of things in the playoffs. He's seen how the tide can turn really quickly. And so for Stroud, obviously he's calm, cool, and collected. He will play well. Um, but this is his first actual true test against the Browns defense. Um, that he didn't see earlier. And um, there are some things in that Colts game that the Browns are going to be better uh, you know, defended to, to, to defend against. And so I think that Joe Flacco, because he's seen a lot of, he's had a lot of playoff experience, he's seen how, you know, the game flow can kind of change from, you know, from one moment to the next. I think Joe Flacco is better equipped to play better than C.J. Stroud. I think Stroud will have to do a lot plus that defense to win this game. And so I think for Joe Flacco, he has the advantage because you know, you've got the Browns who've been in this spot. He's got a defense that definitely has taken the ball away a lot more than the Houston Texans have. And so I think that Joe Flacco is going to have the benefit of having a chance. He's going to have a lot of opportunities in this game uh, to put up points, to, to keep the stretch the lead if you get a lead. And I think that's why I'm going to go with Joe Flacco as the, in the head-to-head matchup. I'm not picking... I'll pick my game, my, you know, my prediction for the games later on for all these games, but I think Flacco has a strong chance of, of being better head-to-head in this matchup, and if he plays well, they have a good shot of winning. Now, the second AFC quarterback matchup um, that we're going to talk about here is obviously, on paper, is a lopsided matchup, but it is a matchup in itself, and that is Mason Rudolph against Josh Allen, and obviously, without any question, um, Josh Allen is the clear uh, person that you can say has the head-to-head advantage. Um, You look at the Steelers this season, their quarterback play just hasn't been that great. Um, At times, it's been great, and I'm not saying that Mason Rudolph hasn't played well at times, but he's done enough. Uh, but in this type of matchup, you're on the road at Buffalo, potentially in frigid weather. Mason Rudolph, you know, he hasn't had opportunities to play this season. And now you're in the postseason. And yes, you can ride that running game. But Josh Allen, the way that he impacts the game, when he gets going, it, it's tough to stop. And so I'm picking Josh Allen simply because the fact that one, he's a better quarterback. Obviously, and he can really wear a defense out, and that's going to be the key thing to watch in this game. Is you know, can Josh Allen kind of wear down that Steelers front, you know, time and time again? Because you will see the Steelers try to take away the run, and they do have a good defense, but without having TJ Watt, right? Without having Watt in there, it's going to be hard for the Steelers to get stops on third downs, especially in the end zone. So Josh Allen can beat you with his mobility, with his arm. And in this game against the Steelers, it may come down to his arm. And 
he's proven obviously a lot that he can he can he can play well. He can perform bad performances. Not to mention the Bills lost right last year in the playoffs to Cincinnati Bengals. If I'm not mistaken, they lost in a pretty bad fashion, right? And Josh Allen, knowing how he is and what what he's been this season. He's going to want to come out and play dominant football right, right from the get-go. And so I think the Steelers are going to have a tough time stopping uh, Josh Allen if he gets going. For Mason Rudolph, yes, you have some weapons on the outside. you got a running game. But, you know, it's, it's a game in which can you trust Rudolph to make, you know, more than two three throws on the outside. He made one long one to Johnson. But that was, you know, kind of yards after the catch. And so... I think that this matchup really comes down to quarterback play and who do you trust more. And yes, Josh Allen can be a little bit turnover prone, uh, but he offers a lot more than Mason Rudolph can in this matchup. That's why Josh Allen is the clear, uh, you know, winner in this head-to-head matchup in terms of who has the edge. And finally, I will get to Tua versus Mahomes. And this game, obviously... um, you look at it, obviously, this, these two teams did play each other, you know, earlier in the season. And um, Mahomes has had a season in which he's had some frustration. He's had some struggles, no doubt. Uh, but somehow the Chiefs have continued to play good football as a team. Their defense is a big reason why they've been able to be in this spot. They, they've won the division. They have a home playoff game. So Patrick Mahomes obviously is the defending Super Bowl champion. Obviously, he still can do a lot of Patrick Mahomes things. And so he's got a lot going for him. Obviously, playing at home with his record that he's had at home. It's been pretty unbelievable how he's played at home throughout the playoffs. Now, Tua, this, I believe, will be his first playoff game. And the Miami Dolphins are banged up. And that game in Germany, if you saw, it was a close game came down to a possession or so and Tua wasn't able to convert and he had to. Obviously there's other storylines with Hale's return to Kansas City, right? That's in play. Um, but look at this matchup head to head. Tua's had a nice season in terms of he looked really great and dominant for, for the majority of the season with the speed, with the ability to hit Tyreek Hill for, you know, instant scores time and time again. Um you know, they've been able to feed off that speed. They have, obviously, the versatility in the running backs that they have as well. And so Tua's had a lot of the success. Uh, yes, it's been a struggle as of late because they haven't been healthy. And they've had some makeover and changeover on the offensive line. Uh, but look at this matchup between Tua and Mahomes. Both quarterbacks um, can definitely fling it. They have an arm. They can push the ball down the field. Now, the Chiefs have had a tough time generating explosive plays in this game. Or all season, I would, I would say. And so, the key thing in this matchup, right, is, you know, looking at how Josh Allen played against Miami in the second half last week. You know, for Patrick Mahomes, you know, will he kind of tap into that, you know, that mobility uh, if he can't make plays consistently, right? Um that's that's going to be a thing to kind of uh, kind of watch, right? Is um, you know how well is, is Mahomes going to be able to play um, from the get-go, right? Can they get off to a fast start? Can they kind of wear down Miami's 
uh, defense is already depleted, and that's the thing about Miami Dolphins. They had so much speed and versatility, and a great, you know, depth that they had at the beginning of the season. The injuries taking their toll in the last four games of the season or so, and so two um, Mahomes is going to have a lot of opportunities to make plays with his with his mobility. And you want to see these guys in Rashid Rice or Kadarius Tony can step it up, and that's going to be big. Now for for Tua, the main thing for him in this matchup, right, is you want to be able to get the ball out early. You want to be able to make plays, push the ball down the field. This Chiefs defense is, is a tough one, and so for Tua's ability to, to hit that deep ball, to hit off play action, is going to be hugely important. And so, I mean, obviously in this matchup, if I had to go with a you know, who, you know, who has the edge in this one, I'm going to have to give it um, to Patrick Mahomes. And I know that's hard to say because they, the Chiefs haven't looked that great at times as an offense. But I look at Tua and, you know, road playoff game at Kansas City, you know, inclement weather conditions, the Miami Dolphins record on the road this season. All those things are kind of why I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, he's had an unbelievable record at home in the playoffs. And this is the playoffs. And if there was any time for Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team to turn it on differently at all, and for him to turn up a, turn it up another notch, this is the time that he does it. And so I'm going to go with that fact. I think that he's been in a lot more playoff games. I think this Miami's defense is depleted and not at his best. I think you will see Mahomes have a bigger impact on this game. I think he'll be able to do a lot more because if the Dolphins don't get off to a good start, they can't get a lead. If they can't get any field position or turnovers in this game, Patrick Mahomes is great. You know, has been, you know he's been obviously on and off throughout the season, but in the playoffs, he's been you know pretty tremendous. And I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder to kind of prove that. And I think that the Chiefs are going to have that as well. So I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes with the head-to-head. I think Tua will have a good game, but it all depends on how well and who he has available in this game. And if he can make some plays and kind of, you know, learn from the mistakes that he had in the previous game, he could push for the good game. But I'm going to give Mahomes the edge. I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities uh, to kind of attack this Miami Dolphins defense. And I think that because of that, I think he will be better have the edge in this game going forward. So that's my AFC uh, games preview um, for Super Bowl card weekend. And the next episode or segment, I will get into uh, the NFC side of things and dive into those head-to-head quarterback matchups. Hey guys, I am back. But yeah, another segment um, on this Tuesday episode, and and this segment I want to kind of dive into the NFC quarterback uh, head-to-head matchup for Super Bowl Card Weekend. And you look at the NFC, um, pretty you know unique, interesting matchups. As you look at all the quarterbacks um, that are in the NFC, and you know the ones that are squaring off head-to-head this week. Um, it's been pretty remarkable in terms of their seasons and stuff. Uh, you just look at Jared Goff, right, and what he's done, what Dak Prescott has done uh, numbers-wise. How about Baker Mayfield having one of those great years? Jordan Love as well, 
you know, having a roller coaster of a season and playing his best towards the end. And so it's a lot of uh, interesting things just thrown out heading into these into these matches with quarterbacks and you know, it's all about obviously, you know, playing playing hard at the right time, doing doing things that you do well best and um, we're gonna see that for sure, I think, with all these quarterbacks that are squaring off this weekend. Um, so let's dive right into it. Uh, I mean, let's start with uh, you know you have Jordan Love and Dak Prescott going head to head. Now look at Jordan Love. Obviously, his first full season as starter after the Packers, uh, you know, traded Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. And Jordan Love, there was a lot of expectations, right, in terms of, you know, what, is, what was he going to do in his first season, you know, as starter after sitting behind, you know, Rodgers. And um, early on, you know, Jordan Love was hitting, uh, you know, he was playing pretty well. You saw a lot of good things from him overall. Um, and then he hit a little bit of a bump in the road in the middle of the season. And then he found somebody to kind of bounce it back towards the end. Obviously, his wide receiver, his team got a little more healthier, and he finished on a strong note uh, this season, playing some good football, and obviously he's made some strides in that respect, and you look at Jordan Love and his Packers team, they're a young team that um, you expect the things to be a little bit different, right? They still have the running backs and Aaron Jones and, uh, you know and A.J. Dillon, but you were expecting a little bit of a change, right? And so Jordan Love has come in, he's played well his first year, and now, you know, he goes against the Cowboys defense that has been pretty good this season. Uh, they've had some injuries, no doubt, um, but he's up against a, a Dallas defense that has been remarkable at home. The team itself, the Cowboys have won. They have, I think, the longest active home win streak in the NFL, and so... Jordan Love is playing, obviously, a team that can get after it in the front side. And secondary-wise, there are some things to be had. And so key thing with the watch is that can Jordan Love kind of hit those deep pass plays, those big pass plays against his Dallas defense. Um, and Love's had those, you know, you know, kind of throughout the season. But, you know, it'll come down to him being more consistent and if he plays this game, if he turns, he does not turn the ball over, and if he'll keep the, the you know the Packers well and well in this game. Then the other side, you have Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott had a remarkable regular season. He put up a lot of good numbers, um, you know, showing command of this offense with obviously Mike McCarthy as the play caller. Uh, Dak Prescott put forth a really strong effort this season. In terms of how he played, you know, having games with multi-touchdowns. He and C.D. Lamb, their connection has come alive and been much better and much needed, actually, as well. And so Dak Prescott is playing at an elite level. Um, yeah, he had some games here and there. You wish that he had played better. Obviously, the San Francisco game, right? And it's kind of lost to Buffalo and, and, and Miami. Uh, but for the most part, Dak Prescott has played well. He's done what he's need to do at times and so in the Packers defense that you know to start the season the Packers defense was, was solid and they did hit some tough patches here and there and they did win against some teams down the stretch in the Vikings and the Bears but they weren't really challenged in that secondary and Dak Prescott is going to have opportunity to challenge that secondary quite a bit 
and you know Dallas has uh, Dallas has played against Green Bay a couple of times in the postseason, um, and you know it's kind of been a little bit of good and bad. But he's put up points. Uh, he's been able to drive the ball on that defense, and so uh, there's a lot to like about how Dallas attacks, right? Uh, defenses, and they have obviously, you know, Cooks there with Gallup, and after Jake Ferguson has emerged as a pretty special player um, for you know the tight end for for Dak Prescott. So uh, he's got a lot going for him, and he obviously finished the season on a high note, right, with the. Uh, performance that you say he had so uh, look at this head-to-head matchup and who has the edge um, if I have to pick uh, and the way that both quarterbacks have had seasons thus far I'm going to give Dak Prescott the edge in this head-to-head matchup um, of course one of the reasons why I'm saying that is because he's at home where he's had a much better touchdown to interception ratio um they, they seem to start faster at home. Uh, and that was the whole thing about getting the number two seed and getting the ability to have home playoff a game possibly twice in a row, that he seems to play a lot better at home. Uh, he gets off to a fast start. You see him kind of command things a little bit better. And I think that he, knowing the fact that the Cowboys have had issues, right? They, they've been in this spot before several times where they've been able to have a great regular season and then they just slip up in the playoffs. I think the fact that he has things going for him, you know, knowing that Mike McCarthy obviously is a play caller that he is fully executing the offense itself. And I see it as being very hard for the Green Bay Packers defense to get stops against the Dallas offense. Dallas can definitely spread the ball out and that Prescott can definitely pick his spots uh, to attack this defense. And I think throughout the course of the season, we've seen that, you know, when Jordan Love, you know, kind of gets behind a little bit or has a little bit of a deficit here and there, you know, he starts pressing a little bit and he does interceptions. And now Prescott is the same way. Every quarter is kind of the same way. When you get down, you know, either you kind of you press a little bit, you don't stick to the game plan. But I feel like every time the Packers have been in a hole, um, uh, you see Jordan Love start to press things and the kind of game kind of gets away from them, right? And so um, I think that the challenge for Dak Prescott is greater, or the challenge for um, Jordan Love is greater in this game because this Cowboys defense, despite some of the things they've had in the, in the back end um, with their, you know, the personnel itself, um, Dallas' front four and Mike, Mike Parsons' impact it's going to kind of give Jordan Love a tough time. So his mobility and him extending plays is the only way he can really take advantage of this Dallas defense. Good thing you're going to see Dallas try to commit to rushing the passer to kind of being a little bit more exotic in their blitzes. So I can see Jordan Love having a tough time climbing out of a hole. Then as compared to Dak Prescott, who's had the ability to lead you know, uh, his team back from a couple of deficits here and there, been able to play well. And maybe he, you know, obviously he has that can see as well turn the ball over a little bit here and there as well. But look at this game itself and how Dallas is playing. Uh, Dak Prescott is going to have a lot more opportunities to really get after this Green Bay Packers defense. And so I don't see Love being able to do that as much because one, you think about it, this is a young team. 
uh, in the Packers that only they, they have some experienced veterans, right? Um, but most of these wide receiving corps, this is their first playoff game or so. Um, and, you know, Jordan Love, you look at it, um, look at the competition that he's played, right? Um, the last few weeks or so, I don't think he's been tested. I think Dallas is going to test him quite a bit. And I don't see that uh, Jordan Love being able to kind of overcome that. He may be able to put the Packers in a good position to stay in this game. He may play well, but I think Dak Prescott, um, if he has the opportunity and knowing what Dallas has kind of endured and since the, you know, their shortcomings over the last few years, I mean, there's no better opportunity for Dak Prescott to correct that by winning uh, this playoff game at home and then winning one potentially on the next week, right? So I think that, that being on the line itself is something that I see the Cowboys really emphasizing. I think Dak Prescott knows that despite his numbers and whatever he's had in the regular season, he's got to show it up in the postseason. And he's got to prove it. I think he will come out and he will try to play, I think, really, really well early on. And it's going to come down to, um, you know, like how, how well can they get up to a fast start? Can he execute in the red zone? I think all those things, I think Dak Prescott has done a much better job of Jordan Love um, because of the offense and having more experience. I think that's why I'm going to pick uh, Dak Prescott uh, to, to, to be the you know, head, head winner in, in this matchup. Uh, next NFC uh, wildcard quarterback head-to-head matchup we're having on Sunday night this week um, is between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. And... Um, a lot of people, I'm sure, after that Lions Cowboys game that ended in a controversial fashion, were like, the NFL scriptwriters had to do this for sure. <laughs> so, uh, man, we get a matchup between two quarterbacks who um, are number one overall picks. Uh, and most people do not know there was a trade, right, involving these two franchises a couple of seasons ago or so where. Obviously, Stafford and the Lions, they kind of run their course. And the Lions ended up trading Matthew Stafford, um, you know, uh, to the Los Angeles Rams. And obviously, the Lions got back Jared Goff. And you look at it just from the standpoint of, look at Jared Goff, right? He started his career with the LA Rams. Um, You know, they went to the playoffs. They went to the Super Bowl in one appearance, and they came up short, right? And there was a lot of reports during that time that Sean McVay, you know, wanted a different quarterback. He wanted to make a change. And lo and behold, right, he got Matthew Stafford. Um, And look at how things have worked out since, right? The Rams have won the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford, right? And Jared Goff has kind of revived his career, somewhat here in Detroit playing unbelievable football stemming from last season and to this season itself. And so, just wow, like, Jack has been through quite a bit, right? And here he is now in a position where Lions are playing their first playoff home game in almost 20, 25 plus years. And he's facing the team that he was, uh, a team that didn't, didn't believe him at that time. And so, there's a lot of line for Jared Goff, I'm sure, personally, right? And now, 
look at Matthew Stafford, right? He had had an unbelievable run in Detroit, almost for nine years or so. Number one overall pick, comeback drives, right? And then obviously the coaching, the management, the whole personnel stuff, it didn't come together for for Matthew Stafford as well in Detroit, right? They went to the playoffs a few times, but they were all on the road and they never got over the hump, right? And so now he goes to the LA Rams with McVay and he had an unbelievable run right in which he won the Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals and got you know got his first ring and so Matthew Stafford now returns to Detroit uh, for the first time since this trade and it's going to be a frenzy I, I believe in Detroit with this type of matchup type of game there's so much to look forward to because both quarterbacks have a lot going for them um and no doubt, in the back of their minds, right, they want to be able to win this game to show their franchises what they're really, really about. Now, Matthew Stafford's had a bit of a, you know, a tough, uh, you know, year. Last year, it was a struggle, right, because of the injuries and things like that. And heading into the season, I didn't think that the Los Angeles Rams were going to be able to do what they, were, you know, they, they ultimately did here. And so, the Rams had an unbelievable ride. Um, and... They are looking to kind of cap it off, right, with, you know, making a run here. For the Lions, uh, Dan Campbell obviously has changed the culture quite a bit. Jared Goff has executed a lot of great things with Ben Johnson as his, um, his coordinator, right? And so, uh, or Brian Johnson, I believe, um, one or the other. I think Ben Johnson was his name. Um, so, there's a lot on the line for both quarterbacks. And so, looking at this matchup uh, in itself, both quarterbacks have had incredible numbers this year. Uh, if you look at it, Stafford's played pretty well for the most part in the back half of the season. Jared Goff has had his performances as well. Um, you know, did have a little bit of some troubles here and there early in the season, but it's a fascinating matchup because both quarterbacks have the ability to fling the football and got talented wide receivers, right? You got a Cooper Cup and Nakua, and you got one of St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. And so there's a lot of just really good. Uh, personnel around these uh, around these quarterbacks, right? And so, what it comes down to me in this game and head-to-head matchup here is, you know, Matthew Stafford has been in this spot, right? And he's been able to put forth some good efforts, and he's had, you know, he's had a good team around him usually when he has been, been in the playoffs. And so, you expect Matthew Stafford to bring it bring his A game. Uh, he will have you know, some favorable matchups against this Lions defense that has surrendered a lot of yards. They've been you know, not as great in the back end uh, compared to last season. And look at Jared Goff against this Rams defense. Jared Goff has been solid for the most part all season long. And he's had some performances at home here and there that have been great. Some have been kind of, kind of been a head scratch, right? So um, if I had to pick, you know, who had the clear edge in this one, who, you know, in terms of which quarterback kind of has the edge of this matchup. Um, I'm going to have to say Matthew Stafford. I'm going to have to go with Matthew Stafford. Um, I think that there's a lot of pressure on the Lions um, in terms of, right, their golf this is the first home playoff game, right? The Lions had a strong end to last year and then they finished you know, they picked up right where they left off and had another solid year this year and so 
Lions are in the playoffs for the first time in a number of years, or you know, quite a while. First home playoff game. That pressure in itself. Um, that is going to be a lot for Jared Goff, and you know, he's had some experiences. He's had some games in his career where. When that pressure has been there, he's had his struggles. And so, um, not to say that he won't play well in this game, because he's going to have to play well if they have any shot of winning this game. Um, but Matthew Stafford definitely has the edge. One, because, you, you know, you have a Rams team, you have a, uh, Sean McVay, who he's going to have a lot of opportunities, scheme up a lot of different things. The Lions are going to be pressed. They're going to be challenged in this game. It would be a, a complete shock if the Rams don't end up scoring more than 20 points or so against this Lions defense. Now, the Lions defense, they have a good front four. They've got a good, um, you know, they, they've played well at times this year. But their secondary, uh, when, when challenged, can give up the big play. And the Rams are going to be looking to hit that home run shot for those big plays down the field. And so... It's going to be a game in which Matthew Stafford is going to have a lot more opportunities or he will have opportunities to really get after this Lions defense. And so I think collectively, the Lions are going to need a lot more from the rest of their team outside of Jared Goff than this game against the Rams, right? I don't think Jared Goff single-handedly will be able to kind of win this game for the Detroit Lions, right? If they get into a hole... You know, it's going to take a lot more than just Jared Goff flinging the football. It's going to take a lot more from the running backs, from some of these special teams, the defense. So for that reason, that reason only, I think that Matthew Stafford, you look at it, does he have a great defense? It's been better than, than most. And the, sure, the Rams have given up points as well. Um, but they got Aaron Donald on that side, right? Aaron Donald, no matter type of season he's had, he's still one of the top defensive players in the NFL, Super Bowl champion. He He's going to be able to do a lot of good things against the Lions. And the Lions are predicated on starting fast, having the rhythm. And so I think that from that standpoint, I mean, it's going to be a lot more for Jared Goff to do. Jared Goff single-handedly, I think, won't be able to overcome if there's mistakes or there's miscues. Um... I think that it'll take a lot more for the Lions to win. And for Matthew Stafford, I think that because he, you know, has played in Detroit, he's has had a good season. I think you'll see him be more uh, better. I think he'll play a stronger game. Uh, whether that ends up making them, you know, he may need the ball only once or twice to close the game. If he's put in a position where he can have the ball at the end to close the game, I think Matthew Stafford will execute it. So. Um, you see, I mean, both quarterbacks might play well. They may have, it might be a shootout, but I think Stafford has a lot more going for him um, because of how McVay um, has been able to do certain things. I think that you'll see more favorable things for Matthew Stafford happen against the Detroit Lions defense. Another that brings me to the final quarterback, head to head match of the Super Bowl card week, and that's between Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker Mayfield's had a bounce-back season. Um, he stepped into Tampa Bay, and um, he has really shown a lot uh, in terms of playing well and 
you know, there were some questions whether or not he'll be able to kind of step it up and, and play well. And he's had some performances that have made him um, really good. And he's done enough to me in a, in a point where he definitely deserves a shot to be the quarterback next year again. Um, you know, he may win comeback player of the year possibly. Um, he's had a lot of success. And a lot of that has been to the personnel around him and him playing good football. Um, and the Bucks have a lot going for them because their offense has been gelling. Their running game has picked it up a little bit. And so there's a lot to like. When you look at this, um, when you look at this team itself, um, they've responded well in situations. And so the Bucks obviously won the division. They have a home playoff game, and he's played very, very well um, for the most part. Jalen Hurts, um, obviously defending NFC champion. Um, you know, he's had a season where there's been, you know, start off on a high note. They were great, and then they definitely have struggled um, in the last six, seven games or so. And, you know, he's been a little bit banged up. You know, he had the injury of the finger as well. Um, so, Jalen Hurts is a little bit banged up, but he got the contract right, and he had an unbelievable season last year. And so, the question is for both quarterbacks, you know, which version are you going to see show up? Because you have Baker Mayfield, who has been, you know, up and down throughout his career, and he's put forth great performances, and he's also put forth bad performances as well. And that Saints game that they had earlier in the season was, was a kind of clear example of that. So, you know, which version are you going to get from both quarterbacks, right? Baker Mayfield had that thing with turnovers and not playing well at times, and now Jalen Hurts when he has it going, you know, he's hard to stop in the run game. Um, and when he can fling the football, when he can find matchups down the field, but it has not been the same for the Eagles' defense, right? Or so it hasn't been the same for the Eagles' offense. They, they've had their struggles where guys have struggled to scheme, you know, to get open, get separation. Um, and he himself has been flushed out of the pocket sometimes. He hasn't made the best of throws at times as well. So, uh, Jalen Hurts, when it comes to he's a sensational player, that he's going to have to find something that he did earlier in the season to do well in this game. For Baker Mayfield, you know, you're at home. You got a defense that's been resurgent, that's been better as of late, and so you know you want to be able to play a clean game if you're Baker Mayfield and find a way to trust your defense, put you in positions where you have the ball quite a bit. And for Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. They are banged up, and they have gotten away from running the football itself. And so Jalen Hurts has to do a lot more. And this is the kind of game which, if the Eagles want to get it right, they're going to need Jalen Hurts to be, you know, all of, all of it or, or, you know, and more. So they're going to need him to use his mobility. He's going to have to execute better um, in the offense. And... Yes, all signs have shown that they've hit rock bottom. They haven't been that great offensively at times. But if there was ever a game in which which Jalen Hurts can kind of, you know, has an edge and, and should have the edge in terms of a matchup, I'm going to pick Jalen Hurts as that, you know, who has the advantage in this quarterback matchup. And the reason why I say that is, is because I think that Hurts, no matter how many struggles he's had this season, um, and the things that have been documented pretty well. I think when it comes to it, knowing what's on the line, knowing that they want to get back to that Super Bowl, 
I think Hurts is due for that performance. I think he's due to have one of those performances where he will bounce back. Uh, Eagles have been in a funk a lot uh, recently, and as you know, he's a great quarterback that can fling it, can do a lot of things, and I think that he's going to step it up. Baker Mayfield, you know, he doesn't have to do a whole lot in this game. If you look at it, the Eagles' defense has been poor the last half of the season. Baker Mayfield doesn't have to do a whole lot. He just has to execute when they are are, are in plus territory. They have to be able to convert in the end zone. If Baker Mayfield does that and has no turnovers, the Buccaneers' defense and, and how Todd Bowles is, the Buccaneers will, will be in a good position to win the game regardless of his play. In terms of the impact factor and what you need from your quarterback and looking at this matchup, I think Jalen Hurts is due for that performance where he will come out. I think he will want to get things going. He's going to want to come out and play at a high level. And I think that you know there are some things that the Eagles may do differently and they're going to have to do differently if they want to win this game on the road at Tampa Bay. And I think Hurts has shown the ability to overcome, you know, some deficits and come back. And that's why I'm going to give him the edge because we've seen Baker Mayfield at times when they've fallen behind. You know, he hasn't been able to generate a lot, a lot of things at times, right? And so for Hurts, he's had comeback victories before. He's been down and he still finds a way to play well and execute. Excuse me. And so I think that he... Knowing what's on the line, knowing what the Eagles have done and how they kind of built things around him, I think you're going to see him play at a high level. And, you know, he may play well and they may they may still fall. But I think that this matchup, Selvin Hurts is going to play much better. I think he's going to go all out and try to put himself in a position where his team stays ahead. And if they do that, the Eagles stay ahead. And if they put up points in a flurry early and on, I think you'll see Hurts ride that momentum all game long. That's why I'm going to pick um, Hurts um, to have a bit, you know, to have the advantage of this matchup. I think he, against his Todd Bowles defense, I think he will find a way to kind of wear them out a little bit. And if he doesn't do that well enough, then you know Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers will be in a better position to win this game. Um, but it's going to be fascinating to watch these quarterback matchups in terms of like. You know, who will come out hot, who will finish strong. Those are all the things that are kind of unpredictable in the playoffs, right? And so you expect all these games to be pretty close, pretty tight. Um, and it will come down to some of these quarterbacks, either having, uh, you know, a couple of possessions down the stretch to close the deal. And there will also be there will be some situations and things where some of these quarterbacks will have to go from some deficits to win. And so it's going to be fascinating to see who steps up. Uh, and are we going to see the experience and the, and the, you know, kind of show up uh, in terms of the teams that have been, that have been here? You know, how well they do they execute and scheme things will be a, a huge part of this game. So looking forward to seeing what plays out. And as I said before, I will have my game previews for all the, all the AFC and NFC wildcard matchups soon enough. So stay tuned for that this week. And once again, thank you for listening in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia.